Welcome back everyone to the Kentucky Conservation Conversation and happy 2021. I am so happy to start another year at the Jefferson County Conservation District. Um, and we have three new board members that I will be introducing in the coming months. I'm not gonna throw them at you all at once. We're gonna do it just a little bit at a time. But today is my absolute joy to introduce you to Mike and Point, two remarkable men who are doing beautiful things in our community. As always, I like to define our terms. You're gonna hear the phrase black CDC today. So I wanna let you know what that is so you can have a little bit more of an understanding in the conversation. Um, you can find them at blackcdcky.org and it stands for Black Community Development Corporation. Um, it's an organization that has been working for nearly three decades towards a self-sustaining West Louisville uh, they've been working through the Hope Wellness Center, which is the only urgent care center in West Louisville, as well as the 1619 Flux event space and the space that you're going to be hearing um, about today, which is the Opportunity Corner space in the Russell neighborhood. If you have questions or want to get involved, there will be links in the show notes, as always, and we will circle back to what work you can expect to see them doing this year in Louisville. My name is Mike Jackson. I'm from Louisville. Grew up in the Newburgh area. Um, I'm the owner, manager, founder of Kentucky Greens, and we are a hydroponic farm here in Louisville. And right now, we are looking to grow our business while working with a few other partners. Um, grew up in Louisville and been involved with agriculture pretty much my whole life, but really never took it serious until I was about 25. Um, been an FFA. When I went to uh, Kentucky State for the little small time I was there, thought about transferring to UK to go join the managed program. But like I said, never really took agriculture real serious. I was really focused on um, my career in retail management. Um, like I said, you know, never really saw myself going this far with it. Uh, but pretty much two years ago, went to North Carolina to visit my uncle. Just had a few conversations about where I wanted to be in life, what I was really good at, what my passions were, and it all kept coming back to agriculture. Um, so this is where we are. Uh, we're still in the beginning stages, two years in. I'm looking to have a, a pretty long, long life. Well, what's going on? My name is Vaughn. Everybody calls me Point, last name Barnes. Uh, I am the founder of Kentuckyana Backyard Farms, which it's exactly what the name says. It's a collective of backyards that I potentially called my farm. Uh, my life was kind of spent in agriculture, but I didn't realize that it was in agriculture. Uh, I didn't grow up in Louisville like Mike. I moved to Louisville in uh, 05 or 2000, no, 2007. I moved to Louisville in 2007. And then uh, maybe five years ago was when I, dip my toe into agriculture, owning chickens and uh, starting a garden and trying to eat healthier. And then it grew into what we now see as uh, me at a market selling eggs or talking about chickens and other animals that you could potentially grow at, you know, a backyard space rather than a large scale farm. You could do this in, in your backyard. Wonderful. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting the two of you at the Opportunity Corner Market when I was tabling for the Conservation District. Can you walk us through why 
uh, you all decided to start that market and perhaps what some of the challenges you all faced early on and perhaps ongoing? It was actually pretty, pretty simple to get it started. It was actually kind of like uh, by chance. Um, Black CDC was going to put the Opportunity Corner there, and it was really just something that you wanted as a community space. Uh, one of the things that I brought up during the conversation was having a farmer's market. Farmer's market was only really supposed to last about three weekends, um, but I think the neighborhood kept coming and they really enjoyed it. So it kept going long, longer. So now she's saying, uh, I'm speaking on Tara, uh, the C CEO of Black CDC. Um, she's saying, you know, let's keep it going. Let's just come back next year. So um, here we are. It wasn't as hard as most farmers markets were, like when Ag in the City with Stephen Lewis. He started a farmers market last year in Shawnee, but um, pretty much there were there were some issues with the people who owned the building who didn't really want to see him there every weekend. Um, so that was a challenge seeing him go through that. So partnering with Black CDC was just a little bit easier. They owned the property. They wanted the farmer's market. The community wanted the farmer's market. The vendors wanted the market. So, you know, we're looking to actually grow this space and then actually move two more places around Louisville. One in Newburgh, hopefully, and then maybe right back to Shawnee or Ag in the City. Wait, how did you get involved in the market? Um. It was one of those things where uh, you just had to know the right people at the right time and be doing the right thing, and it, and it just worked out for me. Uh, it happened to, by chance, Mike and myself, we, we got on, on Instagram and we just made a connection, had a conversation, met with each other, and uh, he found out that I was a guy in the city that you know was raising chickens and had eggs, and that would be a different thing that could be brought to the marketplace and uh to speak on i guess a challenge that i had uh at the time when we spoke you know city code only allows for a certain amount of chickens to be in your backyard space luckily i had a couple people that allowed me to keep chickens at their different backyards so i had to figure out how i was going to scale uh the amount of eggs that could actually handle the size of what I thought a marketplace would be, which would, you know, some some weekends be uh, 20 customers that would come by to just purchase eggs or at least have a dozen of eggs for uh, that many customers. So that, would, that was probably one of the challenges that I had was just figuring out how I was going to be able to scale that in time for the marketplace. But one side, you know, got more birds and was able to manage a system of how I would collect the eggs, clean them, have them uh, ready for cartons. It was pretty easy. What are some things y'all have come up against since starting it that maybe you didn't see coming uh, that you've had to kind of course correct for? Marketing. I think one thing a lot of people don't know, the, the farmer's market is something that's going to be consistent. I think they're looking at it more like a pop-up. Uh, marketing and also reaching out this time for 2021, I'm going to do a lot more speaking with farmers, trying to get them out there to set up a booth. Um, that's more of what we need. We need the food. If it's a farmer's market, we need the food to be there. And I think I've had a lot of feedback where people are all responding, 
saying, yes, 2021, they will be there. Um, so turning this into a full-fledged farmer's market so they can grow into other areas that African-Americans um, are living at um, is, is the main goal. Yeah, I think um, making sure black and brown people are, are able to come out and, and, and get healthy, good food from different vendors in the neighborhood or different vendors around the region is pretty much what we're trying to do. Can you expand on why starting this market was important to you, not only professionally, but also personally, um, and how you feel that it addresses things that are happening in your neighborhoods? Well, for me, with um, even getting into agriculture, it was just knowing where my food was coming from, knowing what processes went involved in the food that I consume, and then trying to just be more healthy. So the importance i would think i mean for anybody else not necessarily speaking for everybody else but it's just knowing that you have these resources around you in the neighborhood that you could actually go to to get clean healthy food in places where you know it's not really that abundant yep definitely definitely the food access part um for professionally proven that we can do it, you know, actually do it professionally, run it professionally, have the vendors show up, be on time, actually actually represent the community, point blank period. Um, that was a, a key thing for me that I enjoyed um, seeing that the vendors, when whenever people were showing up, it wasn't just, oh, I'm gonna set up my tent and sit here. No, when I set up my tent, let me go over here and make sure this person's setting up their tent. Let me make sure this person has what they need. All this person unloading their car. Let me go over here and help them. Showing that that system is the main the main thing that I was really enjoying. That people were actually building these relationships, you know, speaking with each other and not just sitting there um, true. and letting time pass by. Um, I think. Piggy, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Piggybacking off of what Point said, food access is definitely definitely what we need. Um, right now, we don't have a strong uh, grocery system in West Louisville which is coming with um, Change Day, Change Tomorrow, right. Next Door Market. These people are actually doing that their part and getting this done. Um, but with us, the people actually get to see who the producers are. Um, so that's, that's, you know, real enjoyable. Go ahead, I think, I think that's, exa that's exactly what I was going to try to say. For, for the community to come out and then to actually meet the people and see, like, it's, hey, look, it is people that look just like you that are providing the food and the services and everything, and you can ask us questions. I think that was probably one of the most vital parts about being a part of the farmer's market. Because sometimes, uh, you know, there's this perception that you can't get healthy. You, there's no access to healthy food around you. So you go to what would be, you know, not really a nutritious balanced meal. And then when you go out to the farmer's market and see like, oh, there's fresh greens, there's fresh collards. Uh, there's fresh eggs, there's fresh honey, there's there's so much stuff that you can actually get to get a, a decent meal in the city. Why go anywhere else? Right. And there's no real competition behind it. You know, I think for the past year, people try to put me and Ag in the city um, in the same bubble when really, you know, me and Steven have been piggybacking off each other. If he needs lettuce, 
for his uh, egg boxes, which is $25 for the community, we provide a lettuce. If I have an uh, abundance of lettuce that I can't get rid of, same thing. I still call Steve, hey, do you need lettuce? Which he's putting inside of his boxes. Um, nothing really goes to waste from the bigger black farmers outside of Jefferson County. Because if they have stuff, we can call Point. He has goats. He has chickens. You know, that stuff's being turned in, you know, used. Um, you know, just to go back to what I originally said, it's showing that we can actually do it. We can actually create a system with the opportunity. We can really get this done. You said something, an idea that I want to expand on, mm-hmm. um, which is why representation is important in your food system. Um, and I also want to help um, paint the picture for what the food system is like for our neighbors in West Louisville, for those in the rest of the county who have absolutely no idea, um, and perhaps speak about some of the situations that prompted the need for this movement and for movements like um, Stevenson. Um, I just think that it's, it's one of those things where it's like, the community has to see that there are people that look just like them in agriculture for them to really be supportive and uplifted by it, if that makes any sense. It's like it's like coming home to a home-cooked meal, but if you didn't realize that your parents made the meal, it wasn't as tasty as when grandma made it, as mom made it. As a, it's almost, you gotta be around something that feels like family. So when people come to the farmer's market, they feel like they're comfortable and they can just speak and they can walk in and they can ask for things and you know what kind of foods they might like more than others or just things like that. It just It's just more welcome and they just need to see somebody that's familiar. And uh, I think that that's really important. One thing that we do with um, some of the junior manners programs and stuff like that um, a lot of kids, a lot of African-American kids, uh, black and brown kids, whenever you talk about uh, agriculture, they all push it right back to what, they, what they're taught in, in these K-12 uh, programs, slavery, slavery, slavery. But we, we, don't, we don't start with that. We always ask kids, what do you want to be? You know, if I have a kid that says he wants to be a lawyer, a doctor, nurse, whatever it may be, we always say, okay, well, here's how you can start through agriculture. Uh, one, because of scholarships that, you know, a lot of kids are p- passing up on um, because they're not trying to, well, I don't want to say not trying. They don't know about the opportunities that are provided through agriculture. Um, and then we talk about food access. There's plenty of food in West Louisville, but it's all junk and crap. You know, we have uh, plenty of places for you to go and shop and get a, a hot plate, but nothing really that you could take create five or six different meals um that's why the ag box the ag in the city boxes are so important because he's giving you about 75 dollars worth of produce for 25 dollars you know point he has eggs these eggs weren't uh you know sitting on somebody's shelf from in idaho shipped all the way here in kentucky you know these are something that were just laid to or probably a couple of hours ago after you washed them and you know, he's right. giving you this fresh stuff. Um, and people hear that and they're like, Oh, well you didn't just buy this and resell it. No, this is stuff that we've actually took our time, took our, uh, our capital and created. 
Um, and that's why I'm real excited about what's going to happen in the next four or five years um, with the right community partners, uh, corporate partners, uh, et cetera. What do you all wish the rest of the city knew or would do to support your community, but not only your community, but also this movement in general? One, no, it's not a trend. This is not a trend. This is something that we really, really, really want to do. Um, in order to support us, you have to understand um, what is put up against us. Like right now, food and neighborhoods, uh, what, they're, what they've been trying to do uh, with as far as getting land access, backing up, backtracking. If we go and look at some of the applications that people have put in to get these properties, why are people being denied? And if you know somebody at the city, or if you're actually a part of this um, urban development here in Louisville, look at some of the things that we're trying to do and then actually tie it into development. Uh, one person that I talked to said that they're not really looking into agriculture in West Louisville because they're looking at pretty much housing development. But how does food work with housing development? Look at stuff like that. Um, and that's why I said the right corporate partners and um, is really going to help turn this around in the next two to three years. Um, point. Right. Uh, everything that you said, man, I, I really have nothing to like beat down on that, on that horse. Cause, uh, the truth of the matter is we just need that support from everybody. It's just, it's just not one area that should be overlooked and not said, Oh, well, we won't do anything about this part of town, but we can do things about other parts of town because probably some people can't afford what would be the high quality food that we provide. So I think, um, like you said, with corporate sponsorship or with corporate help, uh, more advertising that could send people in the direction to say like, hey, there's, there are opportunities out here. There are people out here that need uh, those foods too. Any type of marketing, like you said, just to grow the space and allow other people to come out and see that, like you said, this, it's not a trend. So everything that you said, Mike, everything. Um, we've been doing our series on water and a lot of the conversations that we've been having in there, especially the last one that um, we did about water, social justice and how that's all connected. Everything really is all connected. And I think that it's easy for us to, as a city, forget that that is true because we talk about the South End, the West End, and, and it, in the East End, and it's easy to feel as though we're not one city. Um, and I think that farmers markets go a long way in challenging that notion because I, if I know that there's a vendor at a farmer's market, I'll, I'll drive out of my way to that market to go to them. And I, I'm encouraged to watch how this is going to grow. It makes me really excited. I, when I went to opportunity, when I went to the market for the first time, I almost cried because I was so excited, <laughs> which is a little it's, bit silly, but. It's small, but I mean, I really think, you look at what we're doing at Opportunity Corner. If you're living two miles away from Newburgh, um, think of what a farmer's market could do for that community. If you live in Shawnee right now, think of what Ag in the City tried to do last year. Think about what it could do if it was consistent. Um, and then, you know, like I said before, it's not a trend. 
we are really doing this. This is something that we're, you know, I'm, <laughs> we're really doing this. And right. slowly but surely, it's going to happen. We're really doing this. Speak to uh, our farmers that are listening. We have listeners from all over the state, not just from Louisville. Um, and tell me what ve- types of vendors you still need at the market and what would be ideal. So if you're selling food staple products, we would like to have that, such as we already have honey vendors, we already have egg vendors, um, soil-grown crops. Uh, we don't know about meat yet. Until I get some information about meat, we would like to see meat out there again. Uh, we had Travis Cleaver's farm. He brought some stuff that was just um, ready to go. We need everybody. I mean, if you're in the agriculture field, we need you. I mean, this point blank period, um, if we get to a point where we have four or five markets across West Louisville, uh, point can't be at all five markets. Right. You know, we if you're in agriculture right now, if you're producing food, eggs, milk, anything like that, and you can come out to a hot farmer's yeah. market and keep it cold, we want you. Um, my name is Mike Jackson. You can reach me on Kentucky Greens, L-O-U at gmail.com. You can reach out to Point. You can reach out to Stephen Lewis. Uh, you can reach out to Lilius Pettit-Scott. Uh, anybody that you see right now in the food uh, space in Louisville, Kentucky, reach out to them. They can reach out to me. Um, you know, don't, don't be shy. It might take me 20 days to get back to you. I'm just <laughs> But even if it takes a while for me to get back to you, be patient. Uh, we want you. Right. And I, and uh, here's another thing that, that, that should be mentioned. Um, there, there's a, there's a lot of farmers that's out there that, that they don't have the actual market to be able to sell all the things that they have. So there's such a surplus There there is a potential for a farmer that's somewhere to even wholesale to a vendor that's at the location. So if they couldn't be at the location, they could still sell their products there through a vendor if that made any if that makes sense to some people and then the other thing is just understanding that it's actually a system over self-promotion it's not about me per se it's not about mike it's not about you know any of the individual vendors it's about all of us working as a collective to actually provide for people but our products Point, will you give everybody your contact information in case they have questions for you? Uh, the name is uh, Kentucky Anna Backyard Farms at gmail.com. That would be my email. And then on Instagram, I'm Kentucky Anna BF, like Kentucky Anna Best Friend. Um, that's, those are the two main ways that somebody can find me. I mean, I would give out my phone number if that's okay, but uh, mostly, you know, people that, want to sell their eggs or want to talk about me or milk. That's really the next phase that I, w- I want to try to move into goat milk, uh, possible meat products and uh, bring something different to uh, the marketplace for sure. Gentlemen, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you both. No problem. Thank you very much, Aaron, for having us on here. Thank you again to Mike and Point for your time. It was always such a privilege to to get to talk to farmers and to growers and producers in Jefferson County because they're busy people. And whenever they take their time out to have a conversation, I'm just exceptionally grateful. 
Don't forget to check out the Black CDC at blackcdcky.org, as well as our website, which is jeffcd.org, as jeffconservationdistrict.org. And don't forget that our meetings are free and open to the public. So if you want to jump in with what we're doing or learn more, the schedule for those is posted on our website. We'll talk to you soon.